Fancast and Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host Lisa Lowry, and I'm your host Rafael Marquez Castaneda. It's so good to talk to you, Rafael. I feel like I haven't talked to you in weeks. It feels like a week for me. Oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> feels like exactly a week, Lisa. Maybe a little less, like six days, maybe. Whatever. Now it feels like I haven't talked to you in a long time, and I know that we are just shooting the shit for a while and forgot that we need to record, so apparently we like talking. But tonight we will talk about the Monday episode with Stephanie Whittle's Wax and the Thursday episode, Fair Warnings, Allison's Airbag Anxiety, Jordan's Mean Dentist. But first, let's welcome our guest. It's Jen. Welcome, Jen. Hello. Thank you. It's been a while. I don't know when the last time you were on. Was it the group recording last time or were you in between? I think it was the group recording. It could have been another time. I don't know. I've lost all sense of face, but yeah, something like that. A long time. Well, the first time you were on, unfortunately, the recording didn't work out and it was like the worst because you were at the library recording and then it just didn't work out. And I, I still think about that because it hasn't happened that many times that that's happened, but that was a rough patch. It's okay. I don't think about it. Oh, good. It was it was meant to be. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, welcome. Welcome back. And I'm going to get to see you in person in a couple weeks at the next group recording, which it's I can't believe how soon it's going to be that I get to see everybody. I'm super excited. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, literally two weeks from today, I will be already there. Holy crap. That's crazy. I'm so excited. We're going to have about nine people at my house recording, having snacks. Allison related snacks, of course. I've found a movie that we're going to watch. The poop movie? <laughs> the poop movie. Hold on. I'll write that down. It's not that, but we always have to have options. Uh, my DVD player just started, stopped working over the weekend, so I'm like, crap. Who has a DVD player? You know, Joanna offered her house as maybe we go. No, I mean, like, who actually has it? Oh, I had, to, I had to get one. Okay, the, the, I'm blaming it on David Lynch, okay? He comes out with the missing pieces from the show, and it's this whole special Blu-ray thing. And I'm like, so now I have to buy a fucking Blu-ray player? Like, So then I ended up buying that. And there are a few DVDs that I have kept because I want to see certain movies, and I'll go on everywhere, and I can't find it, or you have to rent it or something. Like, I already own it, so just pop it in. Plus, this movie that we're going to watch, guaranteed I can't find it anywhere to watch. Just pop it in. Just pop it in. <laughs> this is an infomercial, infomercial for DVDs. Ever have a problem where you can't find it online? Just pop it in. Just pop it in. The old-fashioned way. So I like All right. it. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. And I talked over you. I could have used that. No, no. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'll figure out a way to use it still. Uh, <laughs> let's start off the show with some shout outs. Rafi, do you have any shout outs? I have a shout out to everyone. Ooh, yes. That's all. That's a lot. Shout out to people from Colorado who wear fluorescent clothing. <laughs> and no one will understand that reference except for you two because we talked about it before. Jen. Do you have any shout outs? 
see. Speaking of Instagram stories, shout out to Leanne. I'm sorry. I haven't been able to watch stories in a long time, so I haven't been able to send them to you. Shout out to Toby. Hope his days have gone better than the last time he reported on them on Twitter. Shout out to Lisa, because every time I hear the podcast and she talks about her children and teaching them lessons and how you have to be so proactive, I just want to send my children to her so she can raise them. Because it sounds like you're doing such a great job. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, hey, I'll. That that was awesome. Thank you. That was very nice. You're talking about me, right? <laughs> not some, oh, not some no. other, oh, other Lisa. Right, right, right. Well, thank you for that. That was nice. My first shout out goes to Brittany. I miss you. I love you. I miss the TNC. I wish that I could still see you every week like we used to. And I'm just glad that you're listening and that you're my friend. So shout out to you. And my next shout out goes to Allie Ward. I don't know if everyone is listening to her Ologies podcast. And first of all, if you're not, you should be because it's a great it's a great show and you think you're not interested in something and then you totally will be interested in something when whatever she the ology that she has for that episode but she had one I'm kind of behind and I she had this one little special episode that's probably 30 minutes or less and it was called grateful ology which is not actually a thing but she was talking about being grateful in your life even if you don't like Rafi if you feel like you and I we feel like the world you know is not our oyster it's it's a pile of shit. It's crappy. But if you force yourself, even if you don't think that there's anything to be grateful for, even just pretend to, and it releases all kinds of great chemicals in your brain and it's good for you. So listen to this episode because it was very interesting that she was talking about just the act of trying to feel grateful or thinking of something every day will help your brain to be more positive. And I have high hopes for myself. At some point, now that I'm getting midlife here, maybe I'll be more positive about stuff. Oh, I remember my other shout out. And it's it's a grateful one, too. Shout out to all the Target employees who do know where everything is in the aisles, because I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I feel like Jordan was way off base with that. I feel like, number one, I don't want to be asked if I need help. I'll just come get you. I don't have trouble finding anyone like Allison does. I also don't like the person that says hello to you when you come into the store. It's like, just, I, I don't like it. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like any of that stuff. Grateful for things. Great day. I'm grateful. I am grateful for the Target employees because they may not know where stuff is, but they go out of their way to find it. They go on their little machines and they'll find if they have it in the store. They'll go... you know find it for you if it's not there they'll find it somewhere else and they do it without an attitude so i don't know which target jordan's going to but i everyone i've gone to they're actually very helpful about finding stuff for you so apparently we're uh, brought to you by target <laughs> <laughs> and ologies but oh, sorry i i like how i started off with the negative first she's like wait a second hold up right. but that's how i usually go towards the negative first so thank you for turning me around <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Monday episode with Stephanie Whittle's wax. She is Harris Whittle's sister, and she wrote a book going through her grieving process in real time after her brother died of an overdose. And the way that Allison loved this book so much makes me want to read this book, but I would have the same fear as her as far as I don't want to read this is going to make me so fucking sad all the time. But then she said that the way she wrote about it and after hearing her talk, I can imagine that it would be a very good book to read. I downloaded the audio version. Did you? And I listened to maybe, oh, I don't know, an hour and a half of it so far. So like in the middle of doing dishes or whatever, when I have a chance, I just put on some audiobooks. She is a very well-spoken individual and a really great writer. 
How she did the book, I don't even know, but even more so how she revisited it and had to then do like the the audio version of it and relive it all over again and to say her like words out loud, recounting how things went and her feelings and they were so raw anyways and unedited and how she was able to deliver that so soon because her brother has not I mean his death is not that old and I don't, I don't know how she did it but it's a very good audiobook I don't know about the book book but like how you would pick like if your own voice would kind of put a filter on how you read it but hearing it kind of from the source since it was such a personal thing it's how I wanted to quote unquote read it that's a very good point too that's a good point because listening to her talk I could listen to her tell the story and I think that would add something to it yeah and I didn't cry yet, and I'm usually, like, very... And I'm, like, PMSing, so I'm surprised I didn't cry. Oh, we're on the same schedule. How cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, I mean, it's very, and it's, like, melancholy, enjoyable. Like, I don't know. It's, it makes you feel grateful that she was able to put something down in words that you can kind of apply to how your own life is affected by all these things like addicts or whatever like, I think it has something that everybody can kind of relate to and take something away from I haven't finished the whole thing yet but I think one of the things too is just that came out was that TMZ broke the story before her mom even had a chance to know that her Aww. son had died and I mean I hate TMZ anyways and like all those things that just kind of exist off by feeding off of other people's lives not really controlling contributing anything to society or anything but like you know that's just that's a really shitty thing to do uh but it also gives her whole thing gets more insight into who he was as a person because you know all we saw i only knew him like as i didn't watch parks and rec but i only knew it from the stand-up that i saw online or the podcast that he was on or stories that other people told of him so uh, it's a great book to pick up and listen to anyways okay i think i want to listen to it now even more than just reading it and i agree listening to stephanie talk about him it was great to hear the other side of him the the brotherly side the funny side the i mean obviously he has the funny side was public but his real self and it was I was really putting myself in her shoes as far as my brother and I were very close and a lot of things that she was talking about I was picturing you know my brother and I in high school doing drugs together and being silly and like the things like we were each other's best friends and that's how we were we didn't tell on each other like we just dealt with stuff and I like hate that he and I aren't friends right I mean we're friends but I hate that we don't see each other anymore and we just have our own lives that you know and, and that really sucks but like I was just picturing kind of putting myself in her shoes as as far as like having to deal with that i can't even imagine that level of losing someone that you're that close to it sounds like they were very very close yeah the audio version her stories that what i've heard so far she does it the book is like you know day one and then like the day after it happened Whoa, no you know, way. Like, and then it'll be like and the next thing we call like before and she'll kind of go back and then she'll say like week three and then she'll start the story and then she'll say before so you kind of get kind of goes back and forth i love stories like that and that's amazing that she's not a trained writer and this is how she put out a book that allison wants to listen to you know or read yeah yeah it's it's very well done his joke about kim burley was i was cracking up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i will never hear that name the same ever again ever she tells some of his other jokes in there that she read off of his phone from the set list he did the night before he died uh, at the meltdown and because <clears throat> i haven't heard that one 
and even those were just he's observational but he's also a quick witted it's it's good it's funny so she also talked about just living first of all if you don't even know that someone is an addict or then starting to see the signs and living with someone who's an addict she was talking about the look in in their eye and i definitely knew people like that i knew definitely knew people that died of overdoses or yeah, mostly overdoses, especially when I was a teenager. I had a lot of people in my life that died from that. And it was just seeing, I have a real hard time being around addicts now, even ex-addicts. I can't, I have a real problem with it because I just, it's, um. I feel like once you were one, you always kind of are and you still have those mannerisms. And, and the one person in my life that like really hurt me a lot was an addict. So a lot of those behaviors are all what I connect to like me being hurt. So, but that look in their eye where you literally see somebody else in there. For me, I saw the devil in his eyes, but she just was saying like when she would see her brother, like she could just see even on Parks and Rec seeing that she could tell he was on drugs just by looking at his eyes and seeing a different person there. And then also with their family, where his dad was like, I don't want a son that's an addict. So he just kind of basically shunned him. But it's so it's such a tough balance where you want to you want to help them. But then if you you could if you don't if you help them too much, they could run. If you don't, you're hurting them. A lot of people were like, well, how come you guys didn't force him into rehab? Or, and she's like, he's an able-bodied adult who owns his own house in L.A. and has a job and pulls an income. So, And he was the kind of person that he would only do the things that he wanted to do throughout his whole life. That's just who he was. So a lot of people were like, well, why didn't you make him go to rehab or all these other things? And it's just like who you can't make he's not a child you can't make him do something and you can only like you said you can only and if they're not even in like acceptance of how bad they are they're like i can do it i can do it i can take care of it like she was saying like he can he would just say i can do this thing whether or not he could do it he fully believed he could whatever it was so to try to talk somebody out of it when they're when they have a truth that's the opposite of yours it's just not really ever going to work and you know, like, he, he sees things around him. People around him have died. You know, Mitch Hedberg, his, one of his idols, you know, had an overdose. He died. Like, you see all these things. You know, I had a friend whose dad died from lung cancer, which he and this friend continued to smoke through his dad's treatment and after his dad oh, died. Gosh. It's like, you see what that does. But it, addiction doesn't, it takes common sense out of the whole thing. Like, it, it, that's a separate part that the brain's not even functioning in that part. The other part's firing off so much. So, yeah, I mean, he just seemed like a guy, Harris just seemed like a guy that was going to do what he wanted to do. Very true. And it just, I kept hearing Stephanie talk about, oh, you know, he did this when my daughter was one month old. And, you know, once you have kids, you do kind of break it down into those things where you remember things based on how old your kids were and how sad that she equates it all with that now, you know? Yeah, that that's tough. And like her wedding was the happiest day. And yet, you know, three days before he tells her that he's an addict for the first time. That's how she, that's the first time she ever knew he was a drug addict is when he called up and told her and he was in L.A. and she was in Texas trying to get ready for her wedding. And he just like puts it on her. But he's like, but I, I can handle it and like hangs up. Like, what, what was the point of you dumping all the information? Right. It's like you're it was like his cry for help. But then it's or is it just. If you say it, then it just goes away. I, who knows what he was thinking? It's just, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody right before they're getting married. Like, oh, good. Have have fun day. Yeah, just the whole, the whole story was very interesting to hear. And I'm glad that she shared it. I'm glad that she went through all that. It probably helps 
as much as hard as it was to talk about it, it probably helps to get all of this out and just, you know, sift through it. And you're not going to get any answers. But I think telling stories and talking about things really helps heal things. Rafi? I would agree. I have never had like a big death that I've had to deal with yet. My family's pretty small. I did download a book by Laurie Kilmartin uh, on Audible called Dead People Suck, a guide for something or other. And she was a she was a guest on Allison's show a while back. And I was thinking this would be a good book to have and like kind of prepare to grieve eventually, you know. And I feel like this would be another good addition. But at the same time, it's like, how sad do I want to be in the next month? Uh, it was a good interview. And so many people were fans of, of him. And I think this would be a good listen even though it might be a bit depressing like allison said at the end she didn't want it to end so i think i'm gonna have to add that to my list of books that i want to hear i think that when you guys were talking about last week about her live reads and her if they should be recorded or not from the thursday episode today's episode the live reads went really well and she did great transitioning and they were funny but to put it into a Monday interview can be tough when it's such a heavy subject. And, you know, she doesn't know the Thursday episode people the on the little panel. You can kind of count on them for if they're going to add something or you can kind of open yourself up a little bit more to have them join in on your read. But the Monday people, who knows what they're going to say. So that's why she, I think she probably just puts her head down and reads. Wow, that was a little bit awkward of a read. <laughs> It was super awkward. And I sent, I don't know if you saw, but on Patreon, well, she sent out questions on Twitter and on Patreon before Monday. Just It's just going to be her and she's answering questions. So one of my questions was for, do sponsors request a certain place to have you read it? Like you have to read it 15 minutes in or halfway through or however they do it. I don't know how they do it because that one... I think some do do time. Really? You know, you're right in the middle. Right. I don't know that they care if it's live or not, though. And then my other question was, would you do some pre-recorded ones with some people like Greg Heller or like whatever? Because if all of a sudden you're like, speaking of big butts, and then Greg Heller starts talking, it's funny and you'll want to listen to it. And you don't just kind of tune it out, which is what I do, unfortunately. But the Monday one was super uncomfortable. And that's one thing I like about my favorite murder. They do like a pre-recorded one where they just throw it at the beginning. And okay, maybe they want one at the end or the middle or whatever. But you could just say, you know what, we're going to take a break and she can just play it. So she doesn't have to have that uncomfortable moment for Mondays especially especially things like this and usually Mondays they're not they're usually something like this it's something kind of heartfelt and you don't want to be like hey get back into your beach body by demand body or whatever I just said body like three times but it was uh awkward and I'm sure she feels awkward I just don't know if they say you need to do it at three quarter mark or whatever I don't know how it works but I was curious and I asked that question on Patreon so I'm hoping that she answers that but I didn't mention the uncomfortable Monday episode <laughs> I've forgotten about that. I'm like, oh, in the Monday episode, oof. Yeah. There have been a few times on Mondays where I think, oh, man, just let it go and, like, do it at the end. But there must be some thing where you have to do it. I don't know. That's a good point. But I think Stephanie was very cool about the live read. She kind of, like, went back to being able to talk about a lot more, a lot of other things. You know, she had a daughter with uh, hearing 
I think she's, I don't, is she hearing impaired? I wasn't really sure if she had hearing issues. She talked about it in the book, but also she has her own podcast. They've been doing it for two years, which is why I think that's why she's kind of okay with the live read. She understands how it all goes. Her daughter has a mild sensory neural hearing loss, so it's in the nerve, and mild, so maybe like 30 to 40 dB, so she needs a hearing aid to kind of bring up the levels, and I don't know if it's high frequency or low or whatever, but she has a hearing impairment, but since they found it so early which is why yay for newborn hearings turning they are able to put a hearing aid on it and since she's worn these you know she's a couple weeks old six weeks old whatever they fitted her for them you know she's used to wearing them and she's the brain is amazing and how it can adapt so these sounds to her how she's always heard them and they won't even she probably won't even notice what if it were different because she's never heard anything else but this. And the fact that she's had speech therapy and, and goes to school and they won't even put her in a special ed program and her talking is she's able to talk with a good communication and verbally, I, you know, I think she's going to, sounds like she's going to be just fine. So I think that's why also she wasn't thrown off by the live read and also why she was able to talk about lighter things. This is something she's dealt with in her podcast too. You know what? You're right. She kind of went back and forth as far as like, you're talking about deep stuff with your brother dying and then she's able to laugh and talk about something else where it's just you know and I remember I think she did kind of laugh the read off of something and you know she just kind of had a good sense of humor about it so she just described herself as like a doer like she does 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 I think she's used to just powering through things like she went from pregnant to you know she got married and then like a couple months later she was pregnant then she had a child dealt with a hearing loss her brother died and now she's pregnant and wrote a book and now she's pregnant and gonna have another baby like oh my goodness this lady is does not slow down yes she was talking about living through terrible shit as far as like like living through it so you're living through it so you've made it to the other side and it does change you and a lot of times it changes you it can change you in a negative way as far as like you have these horrible memories of things and connotations to certain times in your life but it also definitely makes you stronger and makes you this different person and all the things that she's doing that are positive because he died is kind of a strange take but that's kind of how she seems to look at it yeah yeah she's a she's definitely a strong person and it seems like that's who she from what her book was is you know a lot of these things are genetic and how they were and it seems like her and her brother had that in common another thing they had in common no i'm just kidding uh rafi anything else from monday before we move on to thursday I know what you want me to say. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> I was going to try and segue into it. I'm like, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I only listened to it once. so I don't exactly remember how they got on the subject, but they were talking about Harris mentioning the phrase going ham and how, she, I guess, his sister did not know what that meant. Uh, but there is a song by the very underrated group, <laughs> Watch the Throne, <laughs> called Ham. And uh, I'm sure you'll be hearing that either at the beginning or end of this episode. Yeah, they've only sold millions and millions and millions of albums. And Jay-Z only has like 800 or $900 million. But they're still very underrated. Underrated. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, how much How much uh, perfume did Miss uh, Kardashian just sell recently? I just re- trying to remember. Uh, she's a nobody. I don't know what you're talking about. But good Beyonce, quality things hand, being sold because people are stupid. Okay. I wanted to assume something and assume that Lisa would be the one that would go ham on somebody rather than her husband. 
Am I right? That's a good question. No. Really? I'm a real doormat. When it comes to like customer service, like a thing happened to you where your airline was no longer existed and you guys were stuck, you wouldn't be the one that was going ham? No. I get like very hot and I'm like, oh my God, I want to like scream. Then I'm like, oh, that's fine. Let's figure this out. I end up apologizing for other people's problems. That's what I do. I apologize for other people making mistakes. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you do that? I, I Like can't. while you stab is... them with your knife? <laughs> No, I'll sorry, you made me do this. Passively, aggressively say something later, like, "Ugh." No, I can't. I need to learn how to be a sort of in the moment to get not be an asshole, just to sit, stand up and say, "Hey, I know you could probably help me do something, so why don't you do that?" Or, you know, my husband, it's funny because he's kind of like half and half. He'll be like the one to like say something like, what the fuck? (laughs) He would go straight to like asshole or he'd just be all quiet and just be like, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. That's a good question. There's a lot of, I think we just always are surprised when someone doesn't want to do their job or help you because it's not how I work. Right. So then I don't know how to deal with that in the moment. And then later I'm like, why didn't I say this or that or do this? Well, like Allison, she's so afraid to speak up for herself, especially in the medical setting. And I worked in the medical setting and we had patients all the time that would ask for all of these things. We were not phased by them. We didn't be like, oh, she's so high maintenance. This patient needs this, this, and this. And so we did it. It's their appointment. It's their body. I think people in the medical field are used to people having requests and how they want things done. If you didn't like the way the hospital did it, then go somewhere where you like it. I feel like I just always expect people are going to do their job. And then if they don't, I just like, oh, well, I I even have a hard time asking for what I want at a restaurant. Restaurants are tricky. You never know what they're doing in the back room. Well, there's that. Like, I'll never send something back. If someone gives me the wrong thing, I'm like, I guess I'm trying something new tonight. Yay. But on the other hand, when it comes to my kids, like, I'll have a bit, I am have a better time of speaking up and saying something. Even still, sometimes the kids are like, don't say anything. Be quiet. <laughs> well, kids are funny that way. Oh, yeah. They're all embarrassed. Would you go ham or would Rachel go ham? Or neither? Uh, I'm very calm and Rachel would probably just be annoyed. And then I'd be like, why are you annoyed? Calm down. And then she would get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that might be the same situation here, but it, it would be, it would switch both ways though. I, I It could be me being annoyed, like, okay, just calm down. Let's just get out of here. Or my husband might be like, okay, look, just calm down. <laughs> I could see that happening. Like, oh, why are you so annoyed? Just get over it. <laughs> Yeah, I get more annoyed than speak up. I just get annoyed. And uh, <sighs> uh, yeah, use your words, Lisa. That would work maybe. But I, yeah, I, I have a hard time. Someday, someday. But that is one thing that I try and teach the kids. I try and teach them to speak up for themselves because I never did that. And I, I had the a same experience as Allison where her teacher or whoever the guy was stepping on her coat And I had someone stepping on my hair. I remember when I was a kid and I didn't want to hurt their feelings because I knew that if they saw that, they'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm stepping on your hair. I feel so bad. I didn't want them to feel bad for stepping on my hair. And in all honesty, as I've grown up, knowing like when people do mean things to you, even though that wasn't like they're doing on purpose, they actually really don't care. (laughs) They'd probably be like, oh, sorry. They wouldn't like take to heart where I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I've got some groaning. Groaning. Both, both. Yes, I'm leaving that in. Groaning and growing to do. Anyway, let's go ham on Thursday. Now that doesn't make sense. Shall we talk about Thursday? How about this? Fair warning. 
Thursday. Fair warning, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were her little Haas and Pfeffer. I tried your trick, Jen. First of all, okay. No, no. <laughs> I know, oh, I know, I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll back it up. I'll back it up. Not my trick. That's unfair. You're right. That's unfair. an unfair statement. It was the trend. Yes. And what was picked was bullshit. <laughs> Sent in by Mario Flores on Patreon. Support Allison on Patreon. And you, too, can send in a carb on Thursday, whether it's a true carb or not. Uh, Haas and Pfeffer. So for starters, the last two weeks, she picked things with alliteration. And I didn't want to go with the trend the first week. So I'm like, I'm not going to fall for this. Then I'm like, okay, I kind of want to. And then I forgot. And Jen reminded me, hey, this is a perfect time for, for you to do your... Canadian. I reminded yes. you of the reminder yes. that you said on last week's right. podcast. So it wasn't your idea, but you're reminding me of the reminder. Right. And so I put that on there. And then also I put a second one on because I was actually eating cheddar cheese cauliflower. So I put that on there also. So I thought, well, she eats cauliflower. So maybe she'll like that also. And she picked Hassenpfeffer. Well, you weren't the only one that tried alliteration either. No, I didn't. I thought I didn't see any others. I'm like, really? So I'm like, of course, no, there's a, there's I'm after the trend. <laughs> Old news Lisa putting in her stupid. There goes that Colorado Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do like the word Haas and Pfeffer. I have to say, of course, because being a Laverne and Shirley fan, of course, but also German words are fun. Why not? It sounds delicious. Is it a carb? Do we know for sure? Rabbits do. I don't know what it is and I'd never heard of it, but I have a list in my phone of what I call Allison words because uh, there was like a long time ago this thing I might have done. But uh, one of the words she mentioned in an episode was Pfeffernoose and I had never even heard of that, but it's a, according to Wikipedia, tiny spice cookies popular as a holiday treat in Germany, Denmark, and the Netherlands. And so when they said this thing, I was like, I wonder if they're somehow related. And I don't speak German. So Lisa, do you care to elaborate? Uh, they're definitely not related. That's a, that's my elaboration. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it says Hassenpfeffer is a traditional German stew made from marinated rabbit or hare, cut into stewing meat-sized pieces, and braised with onions and a marinade made from wine and vinegar. So it's just meat and onions. There's nothing, I don't know, it's not even like a pie, a rabbit pie. It's just a stew. And pfeffernoose, I know what that is. I've 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 had it, but I don't know how they would connect as far as the pfeffer. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. You could do that. Or we could just sit and try and figure it out. <laughs> just try and figure it out. We'll pfeffer it out. Oh, it just means pepper. Oh, I think that's what they were talking about. And that's the other thing. Pfeffernoose does not. Oh, okay. Let me tell you. Pfeffernoose has a P. I actually do know this. It's PF. That's why. It's different. It's different. It's different. <laughs> I know my German. I know my Germans, Kay. There ain't no pepper. <laughs> ain't no pepper in my pfeffer, my pfeffernoose. <laughs> oh. So I actually had the answer, but I forgot. I p- forgot it. <laughs> stupid totally stupid (laughs) thank you oh if i don't have one person saying that to me every episode then that's just wrong that's something i would have been like listening to this episode (laughs) work out outside people looking at me and me like doubling over from you being so stupid (laughs) (laughs) and then have them stare at me (laughs) oh i know what i'm gonna name this episode 
Okay. I'm writing it down just in case. Okay. So I was really looking forward to Jordan and Wendy being on the show because I think this is the first time that they've been on together. And I'm always curious about the different, you know, matchups because you kind of get used to Wendy and David and then you kind of get used to Allie and David, I guess. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I was curious to see how Wendy was going to do with her, you know, improv and she couldn't even let Allison get the intro out without a bit starting. So I think Megan, I'm sorry, but David wasn't there and there was still improv before Allison can even introduce Daniel or Jeff. I think Wendy said like, oh, I know you want to get to this, but I just want to say this one thing. I think she just likes to keep things lighthearted and doesn't like to reveal too much about herself. But I feel like in this episode, she actually started to. A little bit. And I think that was nice. I, at first, when she started writing with the improv, I'm like, oh, here we go. Ruffy's going to love this episode. But then she was talking about, you know, they were talking about San Francisco and Allison just uh, hadn't seen Jordan since Sketchfest. And I just started bringing back memories for me of Sketchfest and just like, oh, I, I, it was so much fun and it was really cool. And yeah, I, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I wish that I would have talked to Jordan and not just been like, we're here for Allison. Peace. Good show. <laughs> what, you, like, what are you supposed to say? Oh, well, like chat and maybe get a picture and whatever. Just chat for a second. I don't need to, you know, give him a Bro, hand job or anything. <laughs> You can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll leave that. Be I I'll leave it in because I don't think anyone will even understand it except for the people that know that already know. But then Wendy started talking about her San Francisco experiences. And it was much like the episode when we were getting to know Allie, where Allie kept saying, oh, I'm sorry, I have, but I do have a story about this. Oh, I I'm so sorry I keep talking about myself, but they were all very funny stories. And the same thing with Wendy. The fair warning story was hilarious. The crab story was funny. Just the fact that she thought that she had San Francisco's by the balls and was just going to be like, I'm going to rule this town. And then she's like, peace after eight months. That was a little insight into into her and the fact that she worked at first of all the squat and gobble there's more than first of all there's one and there's more than one of these places that somebody actually named squat and gobble so when they open the business and they're at the bank they're like our business is going to be called squat and gobble <laughs> and and everything's everyone's cool with that i just thought that it was very funny and the fact that Luckily, she was on with Jordan, who's also quick-witted. So there were a lot of callbacks to the fair warnings and the squat and gobble. And he seemed to be, uh, I was going to say tickled, but I feel like that's a gross word to say. No, I was going to say I really enjoyed how much she was able to make Jordan yes. laugh. I, I, liked, I liked their interaction together. And the ma making him laugh, because I think he's so funny, for him to laugh at someone else is like, okay, that's actually pretty funny. Rafi, did you think the improv thing was a turnoff or did you think it was in check? I actually didn't notice it, and I listened to this episode a few times because I had uh, long drives today, but I did not notice it. So I'm going to say, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Wendy's to blame, but uh, <laughs> I, it didn't bother me on this one. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought, what did you think about Jordan and Wendy together? I do like that uh, Jordan is very giving with the laughter so uh but then again maybe that's uh sending the wrong message to wendy we know she's a serial offender when it comes to joking and improv Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to that gratefulology no i i think i think they were good together and i think everyone was able to chime in with their jokes and that was a lot of fun so okay jen 
you're a mom. You have kids that have been sick. So this whole towel thing, this is a new one for me. I, so, you know, when you're raising kids, you there's no like manual as far as like, hey, when they throw up, do this. You just kind of like wing it as far as like, hey, if you don't have any notice, there's no bucket or towel or anything. You just kind of like teach them how to, you know, it gets all over the place at certain points. You ruin some couches and you ruin some stuff. And then they become experts at it and they can run into the bathroom. And my kids are very good at barfing. <laughs> but I kind of for, I was trying to think of this whole towel thing. And I'm trying to picture how it was in the very beginning. And now I am kind of remembering putting like layers of towels everywhere just in case. But do you do what? what is your technique? Your puke technique? When you don't know it's coming, you catch it in your hand. Oh, right. And it gets on you. But I'm thinking if they're sick and you know it. Like you don't have a, t do you have a towel that you just put next to them? Like here, puke in this? I, I uh... No. And thankfully, knock on wood, my kids aren't really like throw uppers. I really haven't had, maybe one time they, each of them has thrown up because oh, they're kind of little anyway. So they really haven't gotten all that. But I don't, I mean, even when I was little, I remember my mom would put like a paper bag next to oh. the bed. Because, uh, you know, it's easy just to throw that out instead of having to clean you put a paper bag right. inside something and you just throw it in the paper bag and you go. But I don't think I would be, I don't get a bowl like from my kitchen cabinet. So no. it's not the same kind of bowl they eat from or anything. So I don't know why there was confusion with that. But no, I wouldn't do a towel. I would probably, if it's in the middle of the night, you just grab whatever's next to you. Doesn't yeah. matter. I think we, I've always remembered a trash can yes. of some sort. I always remember the trash can growing up is just throw the trash can. And now if the kids are homesick, I'll put the trash can there. But they always, always can make it to the bathroom. Definitely it's been on towels only because I've covered, you know, you do layers of towels on the couch or wherever they're laying just in case. So you don't have to wash everything. But I mean, so you don't have to wash the couch. <laughs> just take a layer off and you're good. And then a lot of times I would just throw the towel away. I would not go get the pasta bowl or whatever that Allison was talking about her parents having like the pan or whatever the saucepan whatever it was the pasta the pot, pot or whatever why are you throwing up in a pot that's really weird I would think about that every time that I ate out of that pot like no Rafi what did you puke in as a kid I'm gonna guess that it was probably just like a plastic bag from King Supers but <laughs> definitely not a bowl is that bowl. where you buy your chocolates <laughs> how dare you oh sorry you had um, fancy chocolates no. <laughs> no but a towel seems just like the weirdest thing it makes it sense because you could just throw it in the wash but it, it seems a little too porous yes so i i would i would chunky you don't want to put the chunks in the wash right exactly well I, i'm assuming she would like you know kind of but... dump it into the toilet first but still that's so gross i think the only acceptable option is a bucket yeah, a bucket. And I have put the towel, you know, you just throw it in there. But if there's chunks, if you don't, sh some, that was the time. So I would just throw the towel away. It's like you have your old towels that you keep for those reasons and just toss it. But because I, I have picked chunks of food out of the washer holes before where you're like, apparently there were chunks in here and you can see like little carrots or whatever. You're like, what is this? But it is a weird go-to thing. You're right. It is porous and it seems, it just doesn't seem 100%. It's like pulling out. No, that, okay. I'm going to not put that in there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to give Jen the chance to laugh at me later. <laughs> Anyhow, yes, sick kids. Weird, strange. Uh, bad dentist. I had a bad dentist, a horrible dentist. That sounds kind of like what 
uh, I think it was what Allison was talking about. No, she was talking about her hospital. It sounded like that where people were crying and like I could hear everything going on in in the next rooms and then the dentist telling at them to be quiet. <laughs> stop. Cr- stop crying. That doesn't hurt you. I heard these things and then it was the only dent. Like I used to have the best dentist ever. He was awesome. And he sold his practice to this lady and just decided to retire. And okay, of course I'm going to go to the same person. And she was the bad dentist. And as soon as I saw Jordan's mean dentist in the title, I'm like, oh my God, I know he comes to Orange County for certain things. I'm like, I wonder if it's the same one. (laughs) But I imagine there are a lot of bad dentists. Uh, She was horrible. She was so mean to me. He was the only dentist that ever made me cry. I used to love going to the dentist. And also I don't cry. So those two things, I started hating going to the dentist and she made me cry, I think twice because she was so abusive and mean like verbally abusive not she wasn't like punching me <laughs> she's like she's like strangling me she's like take that she was just so mean and would just belittle me where i i just couldn't and that was before the days of yelp where now i'd be like rip her a new a-hole <laughs> mrs her her name is dr big eye by the way if anybody's in orange in the city of orange and you're going for a dentist i'll go to dr big eye <laughs> yeah she was very mean and i couldn't stay i yeah i have a good dentist now but it took a while to find one again you have to go to different ones and you don't know who honestly i this is another one she her hygienist i swear were the the roughest like they were creating problems with my teeth more than i already had i I could tell they were doing damage to things just to make more money and no you just don't know who you're gonna trust and the same thing like wendy was saying you don't know if you that you have a bad crown because you don't you just assume that people are doing their job and they know what they're doing and they're gonna do it right and i had a bad crown the same way but it's not like it hurts it's just your bite is different and you go to another dentist and they just they don't say anything and then another one's like well who did this like this is totally wrong it's making you eat everything wrong and your bite's crooked and it's doing damage like really (laughs) so it's nice when you can finally find uh, an honest dentist that actually cares about you and doesn't look down on you for your shitty quality of teeth because i have really bad teeth (laughs) have you ever had a bad dentist jen uh i don't think so i mean i've had some that are like yeah they're fine i mean as a kid i had a great dentist their whole inside of their office was like a spaceship whoa the way they decorate it was just amazing and to me that's like the last great dentist i had but i don't know i mean i have a high tolerance i shouldn't say that i mean i do have a high tolerance for pain i have a uh it takes a lot to get me numb and i guess if you're part redhead you bleed more too there's something weird like that so i bleed a lot and they have to give me like twice the amount of shots so whenever i try to find a new dentist i'm very particular and i say what i want i say i have to have the kid size like uh things for x-rays because my mouth is so small they can't do regular like the little things and they'll never they never believe me and so i'm like no i'm just telling you now let's not even go with it like the way that you think yeah everyone says it nope just put the kid size things you got to give me twice the amount of numbing cream and uh shots and it's gonna and i'm gonna bleed a lot and so i just set them up like that and if there's any like kind of pushback then i just go to somebody else so i don't think i've had like like oh you're you're horrible shut up but <laughs> that doesn't hurt <laughs> i've had like cynical like uh dentists that are like yeah 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 whatever they won't believe me and then they're like oh you were right and I'm like i gotta pick somebody else because if you're not gonna listen to me in the first place then and the one i recently found was the word of mouth literally <laughs> <laughs> 
I just sat down and I said, this is what I need. She's like, sounds great. Have you ever had a bad dentist? Mm, no, but what is more interesting to me is that Allison has been getting the same recommendation from Jeff yes. for years. Yes. And she will not go to his dentist. And I started uh, downloading a few episodes trying to find where it originated. But he's been recommending this guy forever to her. Yes. And she just, for some reason, she just lacks faith and has no interest in Jeff's dentist. Maybe she thinks <sighs> Jeff's teeth are bad. Oh, maybe. She's like, yeah, yeah. She's subtly telling him that. Or she just, I really just don't think that she remembers or listens or like, I don't know what it is, but he's probably like, do you just want to have this to talk about on the show? Or do you actually want a new dentist? Cause I actually have one. Yeah. And Jenna did that dentist convention in uh, Utah and you would think she would by now have some connections, but uh, I don't know. I guess Allison is like a creature of habit and she just wants to keep going to her old dentist in fucking Orange County. Well, Jenna said she had one that she really liked in Burbank. That's right. She even told her that. I mean, I had one in Glendale that I loved. You go in and if, before you, your appointment, you'd show up 15 minutes early and you'd go into this one room and they'd have a masseuse what? to do like a chair massage before you got your, your clean. <laughs> Just have to tip them like a couple of dollars. And then you got like a free 15 minute upper back massage before, you, you know, you got to relax your patients. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. There are good ones out there. And Jenna gave her recommendation too. But yeah, I think she is a creature of habit and it's probably too much like changing her. Yes. Routine. Like you're unhappy, but not enough to, to, to make the change. Yeah. Like when you're with a bad boyfriend, you don't want to leave him a little bit of good left. So damn it. You nailed it. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> relate, relate, relate. Oh, all right. Now it's a good segue. Let's talk about Jordan. Okay. <laughs> I am really curious to know what he's like on a day as, and as a boyfriend, I am curious because he seems to really want to be in a relationship. And I want to know, like, what's the disconnect? You know, is it the type of girls he's going for? Is it that they're married and then he's slipping into their DMs? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, where's this going? <laughs> no, but I mean, anyways, that's a side note. His first of all, checkered vans came back a few years ago. It's not like they're just coming back now. I didn't realize that he is sounds like he's about the same age as me. I thought he was younger than I was. For some reason, I thought he was a millennial. And wait, are they checkered vans? Or are they? Yeah. Is that what he said? Or did he say like Chuck Taylor's? No, checkered vans. Like the slip ons. So like the slip. Yeah, like the 80s ones that there were, you know, the Spicoli ones. I don't know what that means. I'm your, I'm almost the same age as you. Oh, is it? The, is it the slip on? one? Yeah, like slip on checkered vans. Okay. They, I started seeing them, you know, a couple years back, they started kind of coming around. And I love that he was all nervous about wearing them because he's like, oh, people are gonna be like, oh, you're stuck in the past, which you kind of are, you're living in the past. But I, I think it's fine. And I have my, his checker vans are my Dickies overalls, but I have yet to put them on. I don't even think they're in anymore because they came back, overalls did. And now it's like, I don't know if they are. Oh, no, they're still. They are? Okay. I really need to see, I need to see you wearing. Oh, my God. Okay. So at the group recording, I'll be wearing overalls and no makeup. Is that what's happening? It's a great look. And I say, I say, just put those chunkles on. I don't. I'll have to borrow some of those. I never wore those. And I never wore checker vans. Those were for like probably the Gen Xers, like a, just a, a, a hair older than I am. Really? I think so. I remember the older kids wearing them, but I re definitely remember them. I mean, but I just remember it was kind of like the older. It was never my in my uh, my age, but 
I love that he's just like, I don't care. I'm going to rock these. I mean, he rocks skinny jeans. I think he could just go back to your 90s life. It's fine. Like, I feel like I live in 19. 19- I always said that people live, they get stuck in the year that they graduated. And my friend and I, the same way we were talking about the Colorado thing before we recorded, my friend and I would ever see somebody that was like out of style or like, oh, you so you graduated in... 1986 or fill in the year because it was wherever they got stuck and then lo and behold it happened to me but it was a little bit later than 1994 i feel like i got stuck in 1998 but that's fine who cares who who am i trying to impress i should wear my overalls he should wear his checkered vans live it up go to your they might be giants concerts do it (laughs) just do do it it. I thought it was funny that he was mentioning the shoe, like, making a comeback, because I feel like they've been around for so long. Like, I remember back in 2006, this weird rap group called The Pack, shout out to Lil B, the bass god, uh, they had a song called Vans or something, and it was terrible. But yeah, it's funny, because, like, shoes like Chuck Taylor's and, like, my current favorite sneaker that I don't get to wear that often because of my rules about wearing white. Uh, the Stan Smith, like they're from like so long ago. It's like, if it's a classic, can it ever really go away or come back? Like, I feel like they've just been here perpetually. I think they were like a late 80s, maybe early, late 80s thing. I think then they were gone and maybe they came back in the early 2000s. I don't, I just remember starting to see them again. And I remember thinking there's no way, like I thought they were cool. I'm like, there's no way. Like even, of course, like ska people back in the day would wear those too. Because they were black and white or whatever. The stupid. I mean, not stupid. Really cool. Do what you want. If you want to be stupid, be stupid. (laughs) But I think it was more like, you know, the Spicoli dudes and uh, surfer dudes. Like that was like my uncle's group of friends would wear those. And they're like, they're like 10 years older than me. But then they did come back again. I thought, oh, that's cool. They're back. But then you see, you know, kids at at my kid's school are wearing them. And I think, that's not very cool anymore. (laughs) It's like, you don't even know where those came from, man. No. I just think that they're past the part of, oh, this nostalgia is back. And now it's like, okay, can we have something new now? I'm kind of bored of it. I feel like people like Jordan should be wearing it because he's old enough to remember where they came from is what I mean. So I can wear my jeans with holes in them because I wore them originally oh. in the 80s and 90s. Yes. Is that what you're- and I can wear my sandals even in the rain because I was ra- born and raised in Southern California. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I am everything you guys judge and hate, but that's okay, right? <laughs> I'm wearing flip-flops, but I'm in my backyard in the shed. Uh, and Rafi can wear his fluorescent colored clothing because he's from Colorado. <laughs> so much <laughs> slander to my beloved state. When did you graduate high school, though? What, 2004? If I had graduated, it would have been in 06. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well... Uh, another thing they mentioned around this time is that Jordan mentioned he went to a few concerts and how there was like a kind of like a specific look in the crowd. And I noticed this when me and Megan went to see Hyam in Orange County at the observatory. And I was like, this is a very hip crowd. And they all were wearing leather jackets and like cool jeans and like Oof. Chelsea boots or like a little zip up boot thing. Shoots. Uh, that's the women. I hate those things. Fuck those things. So, unless someone uh, is wearing and, them right now, then I love them. Yeah, and then so uh, the other day, <laughs> Rachel... Ruffy wears shoots. <laughs> they look like pig How feet. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, I, 
I actually don't mind a Chelsea boot, mm. but uh, only in certain occasions. Um, the, the, let's get past your guys' judgment of only this and only that bullshit. Go ahead. <laughs> the other day, me and Rachel went to uh, some concert of this group she likes, and I was telling her how, like, there's no demographic here. Like, there's, like, old guys and, like, moms and, like, little kids and, like, hipsters and then me. So I was like, there's, there's no, there's like no demographic here. Like it's just kind of everyone, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but I'm used to going to a show and like everyone looks the same. So I thought that was funny that he talked about that. I remember the first time I had that happen to me. I don't really go see, I see. Okay. So I went to go see Dwight Yoakam recently, you know, my old band concert, Rafi. And the ages and the clothing was all kind of all over the place, but everyone just dresses, you know, jeans and t-shirts. It's not like it's that different than just going out anywhere. But the first time that I ever had that, I used to always go to hardcore shows and I remember what I was wearing and I felt like I was too old to be there anymore. It's like, I just already passed this point and I was just like, ugh, everyone's dressed the same here. I don't like this. I think that was the last time I ever went to like a real concert where I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. No. I look like everybody else. I can't. I really don't know where that was going to go. <laughs> I'm assuming you, you kind of stuck out at a Dwight Yoakam concert with your knee-high socks and your bands. <laughs> I wore boots. I wore cowboy boots at Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> and my Waylon Jennings t-shirt. You weren't wearing size 50 Dickies to that show? <laughs> And the, like, the cloth cloth belt with the Old English L on the buckle. By the way, when I wore those dickies, I did not wear giant ones. I wore ones that fit me. Well, size 50 is more for the guys. but No, I didn't dress in baggy pants by then. (laughs) I did wear baggy pants before I wore dickies, before dickies were, like, a thing. How about puff paint? Any puff paint for Dwight Yoakam? (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about me personally. Uh... Because I definitely had an affinity for that at a certain point. But no. Yeah, you didn't wear it for the show. No, my surf and sand uh, sweatshirt. <laughs> my homemade <laughs> surf and sand sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, good at surf and sand again. Uh, no, everyone was just wearing like black shirts and jeans. And there were a few of those, you know, guys that wear those girl jeans where there's decorations on the pockets. There, it- oh, that's a that's a good transition for uh one of the sponsors thank you this week's episode yes when <laughs> i was walking into work listening to this episode and she said that it was brought to you by true religion jeans and i almost did a spit take and i wasn't even drinking anything <laughs> i can't remember the last time i uh even like heard of them i mean uh, Two Chains had a, a mixtape called uh, True Religion. He was he's a big fan, and a lot of rappers were fans when they were popular. But um, I was just wondering, Lisa, are you going to be picking up a pair of True Religion jeans anytime soon? <laughs> uh, no. Also, that reading sounded like it was pre-recorded. The other ones did not, but that one did. And I was like, was that pre-recorded? Because she said in just a moment or we'll be right back or something like that it was some weird transition it was different than and then it sounded like it was a recorded one but then she was talking about how she can get her bootcut jeans and i'm like these people are facilitating her wearing bad jeans for herself <laughs> uh anyway uh no i will not be buying those jeans but when i did a spit take was when she did the vape read 
I mean, get your money where you can. I'm, t- I'm just saying. I did one of the things where I'm like, did I just hear that correctly? Jordan's wearing checkered vans and Allison is doing vape reads. What's going on? Is this thing on? <laughs> uh, Jen, I don't know if you smoke or have smoked in the past, but can we expect you to get a blue vape pen thingy? Uh, no, I don't smoke. My Some family members have smoked. Some family members have emphysema. Some fam- family friends have had lung transplants. I oh. not plan on putting anything in my lungs, and it doesn't help that I have asthma. So there will be no vaping, no that. And I don't understand. I don't I Yeah, I can't imagine if she has a huge vaping audience. That, yeah, I don't. I mean, I would expect vaping on something ironic like Jordan Jesse Go, where they kind of make fun of it. But... I don't know. I I don't know how she picks some of these things because even the molecular air condition, like the air purifying, whatever. It's funny because I was like, she says that her and Daniel have one, and I'm like, okay, how is this going? And then she said, we're just happy to know that there's something in the room taking care of the pollutant. She never said it worked. We're just glad. Oh, we our allergies have been so bad. We're glad to know something's in the room. It's not our allergies have been so bad. We feel like we can breathe through our nose again. And I was I was just wondering, oh, because, you know, air purifiers, we all need them. But, you know, it'd be a luxury to have. It didn't seem like she was, I mean, uh, maybe they haven't had it for very long. But I don't know. I'm more of the RX bar kind of demographic, so. <laughs> well, what's funny is when they started kind of talking about all these reads and she started talking about her fans that know her and that that get her and just love her and blah 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 and she starts naming off the top of her head super fan megan rafi uh trice becky i'm like she was wh- i didn't hear this were, what were you feeling about this rafi oh my god so when i heard this part, <laughs> were you dying well i was like i mentioned i was on a long drive down to colorado springs and i was half asleep and i heard super fan megan and i thought i was like yeah that's a normal part of the show then she said Rafi, and then like I like woke up from a daze, and I was like, "What? Like that was a weird dream." And then I was like, "Oh wait, she's like saying people's names." So I rewound a bit, and I was like, "Wow, Lisa got snubbed." I know. <laughs> you can't watch your kid. You're not the cards are. She doesn't even know who you are, Lisa. I know. I'm Jamos for Aros, <laughs> for all she knows. <laughs> She said, did she say Leanne too? No, I think she no might. No, Leanne. she didn't say Leanne. There was one other, I think, that she said before she said Becky and Trice. And I was just like, uh, the host of your fan cast? No. No, I was happy for you guys. It's good to know the uh, hierarchy remains intact. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, no kidding. Off the top of her head, it's Superfan Megan and Rafi now. And by the way, she didn't know Rafi for a while. She knew your name as Ultrafan Raphael. Now it's she knows you by your nickname based yeah, off of now Patreon. We're on a nickname basis, yes. So. It's Superfan Megan and Rafi and then some other people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. You know what? Actually, on that topic, do we know who won the auction to have the phone call? Is it any of us? You know what? Know? No one said anything in the Facebook uh, fan cast, whatever, Facebook group. So I'm, no, I don't know who it was. And of course, like now on eBay, you can't see who the users are, but you can just see the first letter and the last one. So who knows if it's a nickname or a name or whatever. Yeah. If it would have been like a few weeks before, I probably would have just bid on it and 
chatted her ear off about stuff you know you would have just like bitched at her like why don't you know who i am why don't you hire me why won't you be my friend my name is not you know uh colonel jeff fox had a lisa lowry related jmo and you still don't know my name <laughs> oh i said to bring that one back up because i was reliving it today uh shout out to you toby uh we are chatting about some stuff but yes sorry Colonel Jeff, I just kind of went off in a thing there. Yeah, biggest fans named off the top of her head. I was dying for you guys. <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> okay, where else? What else do we have? Is there anything else from Thursday you guys want to talk about, uh, Jen? So my bank still uses deposit slips. I don't know what she's talking about. And they've never tried to sell me. I don't know what, I don't understand where she's going. I don't go into the bank I'll ever unless the ATM is broken. I'm like, God damn it. Now I have to like put real shoes on and go inside uh, and I went in there with my daughter the other day because I needed to get some cash back and they still have deposit slips and they never have tried to upsell me on anything otherwise I'd be like yeah this is the reason why I go to ATMs and if your ATM's broken I just wouldn't even come in because I would just uh, no I'll just go to the grocery store and get cash back screw this no I mean I, they don't they don't use envelopes when you deposit your money into the ATM anymore. You just put straight bills or checks or which is, I think, the most update I have. But also, I don't fill out the deposit slips. I just put my card in and they fill it out because I've ne- I've always made a mistake. I'm like, eh, they can do that. But I don't I don't know the whole selling accounts or, you know, or just giving away money or here's a toaster. Like, I've never had that. So I don't know. There's one thing that I came up with while I was think- listening to that. And I thought maybe they don't ask me because I'm poor. <laughs> Maybe they look at my account and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to sell her on anything else because she has nothing. <laughs> That's the only, or it's an LA thing. I don't know because I've never heard of this. These things happen to be though in other places where I think, okay, this time I'm going to go have the human experience like Jordan was talking about where you go and talk to somebody and it backfires on me every time and takes 10 times longer than it would have if I would have just done it with the computer. <laughs> I don't usually even go... If there's a check, I just deposit it with the app. It's usually if someone gave me cash for my birthday, I put it in my like account. Or if we've had a garage sale and we want to deposit a bunch of you know money, like quarters and this and that, then I'll go in. Oh, you don't go to the bar like I do. <laughs> oh, is that what you're supposed to use the money for? This might be a JMO. Whenever I do have a garage sale, I always wash the money, but I don't wash my money any other time. But if I have all those ones, I wash it. <laughs> Okay, that might be uh, a this sounds like some kind of counterfeit <laughs> operation you got going on. I watched points. Do you? Okay, that may- that's how oh, that makes sense. Also, because my kids like to play with the money, and I hate how dirty money is. But I really rarely have any money like cash on me, anyways. Yeah, me either. But now you know the kids want to do stuff around the house to make money, so I like to have it on hand, so they're not like cool. So you owe me this money, and it's not really any incentive to like get to work if I don't have money to give them right away. You know what I mean? I'm like write a slip. I- at least I do this. I'm like write it out, and every Saturday give me a list of the stuff you did, and you can have money and then the last two saturdays i'm like sorry gonna have to oh yeah <laughs> so i'm like okay i'm going in this time and deal with it but my bank is very nice it's small and they just get me in and out of there and we're fine rafi do you have anything else from thursday no uh rafi did you pick a jmo i did i didn't write it down but it had something to do with the pronunciation of chipotle being chipotle and oh shannon hurley who we need to have on the show. Shannon Hurley, come on the show. Oh, yeah. I 
of course, am a huge lover of Chipotle, and I've I've heard many people mispronounce it as Chipotle, and it is offensive to me. Yeah, that's that's all I had to say about it is that I don't like when people mispronounce things, especially my beloved Chipotle. But I haven't actually been there in a while, so. No, maybe when you're here. <laughs> no, I won't go to Chipotle if I'm out of state. It's a Colorado company, okay. and I only eat it here. Oh, is that why it's all in uh, neon? I'm just kidding. They're <laughs> the complete opposite of neon, but I know. Uh, yeah, I don't like the mispro- the mispronunciation of that, and I don't hear it often. And I feel like it's an older generation thing of like just people that are maybe dumb. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. The Jalapeno one. The funniest one was uh, Small Town Security. Did you guys ever watch that show? It, it was very funny. It was like a reality show of like these small town security or police department, whatever. And it was like, how do they get anything done? It was almost Twin Peaksy how like bad they were. But the guy, they went to Wendy's, your beloved Wendy's, Rafi, and there was that new jalapeno burger that was out and he called it a Chapolino. <laughs> <laughs> he ordered that in the drive-thru. That new Chapolino br- burger. <laughs> Mike and I were dying. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I, mispronunciations. No thanks. Name my gusto. <laughs> uh, Jen, did you pick a JMO? I think it was from Monday. I don't know who said it. What was the uh, frozen pizza? They're not sure. They don't trust the instructions to put it straight on the. Okay, first of all, I always preheat my oven. Very rarely will I put it in before the the uh, oven has preheated. I like to follow the instructions exactly. But more than that. I felt like a loser from all of us. Like, when's the last time you've had frozen pizza? I know. Yesterday, because I didn't want to cook and I was really tired and Trader Joe's has good frozen pizza. I'm like, I don't know, like 10 years ago, even like Jeff, who eats ice cream out of the carton in his car after the kind of grocery store, was like, eh, maybe frozen pizza. What? I know. I'm like, at least once a month. More than that, but that's always like, just throw it in the freezer just in case. There are those nights where you're like, I don't want to think. Yes. And I don't want to have to go to the grocery store and especially don't want to think. So throw the pizza in there. And I've had that feeling of like, well, what if it, I mainly think it's going to get stuck to everything, but it always works perfectly. Um, Okay. I say always, but there was one time if you don't put the pizza on correctly, sometimes I've had it fold over one side and go down in between. But other than that, if you put it on correctly, it's fine. No worries to whoever sent in the JMO because you'll be fine. It'll be fine. And frozen pizza has come a long way. It has. And my husband says that every time I make it, he's like, man, this this frozen pizza is good. And maybe he's blowing smoke up my ass. But he's like, it's really come a long way. And this is something every time I'm like, I, every time he says that, I look at him. He's like, oh, do I say that every time? I'm like, every time. And you tell, it's, it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> And a lot of times I will have DiGiorno. I'm like, I'm not going to say it, but it's good. Trader Joe's ones that were really good. Yeah. But yeah, even the cheapo ones, I'll, I wouldn't get them because they have come along. We pay $5 for a decent pizza, but right. I would if I was stoned. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what, am I, what am I talking about? Uh, yeah. Okay. So on that subject, uh, yeah, we eat uh, frozen pizzas a bit because, you know, we're lazy and sometimes we don't want to decide what we're going to eat. So we just have them. And they are super cheap. But so, Jen, you're a Trader Joe's gal, and Lisa, you're yes. also the same? Is that your guys' favorite brand? Uh, well, I go to like three different gr- grocery stores, but yes, that, that one's the closest one to me. So, if it's like a quick 
whatever or I want to stock up on some random stuff, I'll throw that in the freezer. But yeah, that's a good place to go get some produce or a quick dinner. I think I'm going to have to try this Trader Joe's brand. I'm, I'm sure I've had it before, but yeah, like we usually get whatever's on sale. If it's California Pizza Kitchen or like DiGiorno or fucking Red Baron, we don't give a shit. Red Baron. <laughs> but, it's uh, not Mama Celeste though, is it? I don't know Mama Celeste, but I do remember. I, it's like a, cra- a cracker with cheese as... on it, but it's not bad. It's not bad. It's like, it's like Domino's. <laughs> oh, wow. Shots at Domino's. No, Domino's is like surprisingly good for just I a know. few dollars I'm more, surprised. but. Yeah, now I want, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Trader Joe's, a lot of their food is different brands, but they put the TJ's logo on it. Just like Costco, their vodka is really absolute, but it's the Costco brand. It's the same manufacturer. They just put a label on it. So I wonder which frozen pizza Trader Joe's oh, interesting. is. Uh, I know they have, like, some of their things is, like, Annie's is a popular brand of organic items for kids. And they have a Trader Joe's version, of I think, of their yogurt. And it's cheaper. So, I don't, sometimes they make their own stuff. But uh, it would be interesting to see what, what brand it really is. Rafi, we can walk. We can walk over there and get some. <laughs> we don't have to walk. We're not poor. <laughs> well, there's one, like, a short, it's... It's only like 10 minutes away from where I live, so tomorrow maybe when I go do my shopping, I will stop by yeah, there. get some stuff. They have great, every all their appetizers, all their frozen stuff is really good to have in the freezer for like, hey, you can have Chinese food tonight or like whatever. It's, it's, orange yes, their orange chicken is really good. So for that, I like to fill my freezer with like random stuff like that because sometimes if my husband's not home, the kids and I will have like, we do an appetizer dinner, so we'll just like have a bunch of little finger foods. I swear I'm the mom from Mermaids. Like that's who I want to come back as, <laughs> share in Mermaids. Yeah, I like I like Trader Joe's because of their liquor store has the make your own six pack. So I just go in there and pick whatever I want. And it's funny because the first time I did it, the guy was like, oh, yeah, you could just grab them from anywhere. Because I was like, oh, is it just like this cooler section? He's like, no, just like you could open a box and grab one. I was like, what the fuck? So like you just like look at the shelves and there's like random beers missing from packages and whatnot, which I thought was weird. But I like that. Okay, that's one thing our our Trader Joe's is missing, and the one that's in another city next to us is there's no cooler for beer or wine, so you have to think ahead. They tell me if you want something, ask us if it's in the back because they refrigerate them in the back. So oh. they they're like, oh, you want this like six pack? Oh, we have it cold in the back. Let me get it down. You just have to ask them. There's certain ones they always have refrigerated back, which I, then they put it on a shelf unrefrigerated. I don't want to get that. And I think that they would sell a lot more alcohol if they just had one little cooler with a couple of their wines and some beer they probably sell the ones that they have a hard time selling yeah none of ours have we like three around us and none of them have the cooler section wait i don't want to i don't want to go like on a trader joe's tirade (laughs) but one thing i i hate about trader joe's is the clientele yes and the employees are the fucking worst no they're not that just mine no i i agree with you i don't the employees are much better now but in the beginning they were kind of a little snooty but the the people at Trader Joe's were like their own kind, like Walmart people, where it's like, do you not see me here? You're just going to like, they just take up the aisle. They have no like, it's like they're this entitled turds going to. I think entitlement is Orange County. Like I lived in like three different cities with Trader Joe's and they've all been so nice and they're so helpful. And they was like, let me look in the computer for you. Or, hey, how you doing? Something I can help you with? Like, you know, I know you guys don't like being 
No. Saying hi to you or whatever. But, um, (laughs) you know, if I walk by and I'm, like, looking at the thing, they go, oh, is there something you need that you don't see? Or if I ask them, they're always willing to, like, go get it for me. I'm like, I can get it. They're like, no, let me bring it to you. Okay, I do have that with ours now. Like, the workers are super helpful. I just had that the other day. The guy was like, oh, can I help you find something? And then he went out of his way to try and, like, figure out if they still had it. Super nice. Everyone's nice. It's the people that shop there suck. It's like they don't know where to put their cart. They don't know what it's it's this entitled turd thing where they're like i want to be here now i'm like i'm looking here and they just like push their way in no i don't like it but i feel like it's gotten a little bit better and i usually go at like eight in the morning well yeah it's kind of set up to block everybody because the aisles are so small anyways but yeah you definitely have there's certain times to go i don't know that the clientele is any different than the ralph's or the vaughn maybe there's just more room and more space so you're not up in everybody's face to really realize maybe it just seems like they just act like jerks i've never had any jerk really customer they all they're always like oh that's good i don't know everyone talks to each other but it's a different city maybe because it's more of a beach city where i am Mm, whatever (laughs) yeah my problem is mostly the employees like they look at me like first of all like you know how the joke is like that they always ask you oh what are you making with this or whatever like they don't speak to me they barely look at me to be fair i do look like a homeless person most of the time but they're like like they're looking at me like I'm a piece of garbage and like they're just wondering like oh can you afford this three dollar item sir <laughs> like and should we you escort you out and I always thought Trader Joe's was way more expensive and it's actually super cheaper super yeah. cheaper <laughs> I even just today no yesterday I stopped in I got three things because I needed something for stuff for dinner and the guy's like oh what are you doing today they always ask you what are you doing today and I'm just like Ugh. so I'm like oh I'm actually gonna be I'm going to go work, which is really just the baby's going to be getting dropped off soon, which is working, but it's, it's easier to just be like, oh, I'm going to work. But then whenever I add something else, like, oh, I'm going to add to the small talk. And they're like, so uninterested. <laughs> they're like, we have to ask you that. We don't really actually want to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Did you pick a JMO, Lisa? I did. It was hard because I had two and I was hoping that you guys would pick one of them. But uh, Lauren, two by two, shout out to you, Lauren. She orders things. She orders things and tries to forget. So she's surprised and extra happy. And I think that's very sweet. I I don't forget what I'm ordering, but I am always excited every single time, even no matter what it is. But I feel like I just had to mention this because Colonel Jeff. Oh, Colonel Jeff. Just when I thought I might be getting over him, thinking, you know what? He's not for me. I This crush, I think, is ending. He goes ahead and says this. When I order something really mundane, this is a fun thing that I do, is that I will send a gift note to myself <laughs> with it. And then I, you will forget about that. Uh-huh. And so then it shows up two or three days later and it says, hey, Jeff, here's 12 rolls of toilet paper. Poops ahoy. <laughs> Love, Jeff. Enjoy. Aww. It's like being able to tickle yourself somehow. <laughs> talking about sending himself little notes i'm like are you kidding me that is so goddamn precious i am in love all over again (laughs) i can't take it anyway good jmo lauren Uh, do either of you do this sending yourself a note or do you try to forget so you're surprised when you order stuff i don't order that much exciting stuff anymore so i'm excited by like oh i got some new face lotion (laughs) like yay do you guys do either of those things I don't do the forget about it. I just like genuinely forget. But the leave a note thing, I don't do that. But sometimes you'll order something and it says company name or business name or something. And I'll add a funny name there. So like I actually ordered something from Jensen's Gallery 
and they shipped it to me. And so for the company, I wrote Fuck Your Dreams, Inc. Because Fuck Your Dreams is the tagline for his podcast. And I don't know who packages that or if they even looked, but I'm sure no one noticed it other than me. That's fun. But didn't Jeff, I mean, Jeff's, what did he say? Poops ahoy, shit, shits ahoy for his toilet paper. Like, I'm dying. Jen, do you do either of these things? I mean, half the time when I send a gift receipt and a little note to somebody, they're always like, where's the note? I think Amazon is very uh, well known for not placing those notes in there. So I never even thought to write one to myself. I think most of the items are automatically like on the subscription. You know, the kids get excited every time a box comes in. They're like, what is it? I'll say it's just diapers. Open it! So I wish I had that excitement. And they're so excited I wanted diapers. But I don't think I ever forget. But I don't, maybe this is a another jmo i don't open any mail or any packages that has my husband's name on it because it's his and so like if he orders something from amazon or if he's like hey we ran out of whatever and i'll say okay can you just do it order it and i because i'm not near the phone and he'll do it and so when it comes i'll forget that he ordered it instead of me and i'll get like oh i wonder what it is maybe and then no it's just like you know the fruit packs that i forgot that he ordered whatever it's funny the little games that you play now with these things it's it keeps life exciting this day-to-day life yeah the kids are super excited for every package that comes but they also order stuff themselves so then they'll just pass for me my package come to my package come where is it where is it now let's track it i'm like i don't know i don't know i don't know just stop i don't know (laughs) and whenever now they're not super excited about you know oh i got vitamins they're like oh (laughs) where before they're like let's open it let's check maybe there's something in there you don't remember well i think that's a good place to end it on colonel jeff and his goddamn notes to himself is this a lie you think this is another one of his lies no i think it's real colonel jeff stop making me like you damn it (laughs) oh my god that was such a phlegmy laugh hopefully i'll cut it out i'll add a different laugh You're so funny, self. (laughs) Uh, Support Allison with all her wonderful sponsors that she has right now. She's getting money from all these live reads, so it's something. You know, all of her biggest fans will tell you that. Just ask them. (laughs) (laughs) Support Allison on Patreon, of course. The Greg Heller episode was awesome. It's just so Greg. And that was the last live stream episode. And Allison's book comes out on April 10th. I can't wait to buy that. If you want to be a part of this show, email BFFancast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to be on this show doing a thank you for being a fan episode where we just talk about you and your life and how you became an Allison fan, also email me. We have somebody coming up soon. So we'll have a new thank you for being a fan episode coming out. And I'm excited to get to know him. Follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at JMOs and BFF. Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me at RMC Guitars on Twitter, but I want people to go and listen to a podcast called View from the Cheap Seats with the Sklar Brothers, episode 328, Max Greenfield, Royce White, because Megan booked Royce White on their podcast. I thought when they were on, they just mentioned him because, you know, whatever they had him on, but she was the one who booked him on there in preparation for the In This Together Festival, and he mentions her, so I thought that was a good listen. It's a long episode, but you can... you know, just fast forward to his part if you want. Ooh, that sounds awesome. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Jen, where can we find you? Join the Facebook group page and let us hear your comments and uh, interaction. It's fun to do that. And I would say just uh, if anything, take a listen to Stephanie Whittle's walks, uh, book, Wake's book. Everything is horrible and wonderful. I think it's worth a, a listen. Yes, join us on the Facebook group. We've had a whole bunch of new members join. I don't know if they listen to this show or if they're Allison fans or if they're going to be disappointed, but hopefully we get to know some new people. BFFs, I love you. Thank you and good night. Yeah,
motherfucker, let these niggas know who I am. Yeah, I'm about to go here.